Hello and welcome back to the All or Nothing podcast. We took a little bit of a break, but we're back and there's some interesting things to talk about. How are you, Elliot? Yeah, not bad. Tired, uh, stressed, but, you know, depressed from the weekend, having lost to Spurs once again in the constant cycle of depression that is Man City playing Spurs, apart from in finals or during COVID. All right, settle down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was uh, you were at work for the game, weren't you? Yeah, so I just I finished work as there was kickoff. Um, I put a stream on in the car because uh, I am a peasant and don't pay for Sky. And I was I was on my little was on my little whip back in my Seat and um, stream froze. Uh, the traffic lights quickly reload it. Then I'm just getting a fucking replay of Kulisevsky slot, slotting it between Joe. Jack Cancelo's fucking legs. What like, an like, exceptional like, goal. What a mistake by Ruben Diaz and Edison. The weird thing for me about that, like, this is totally off topic and irrelevant to the goal itself, but to Kulisevsky, he scores his goal in a debut like start against Man City, reigning champions of England. Doesn't celebrate, just kind of walks, doesn't he? He's like, yeah nice and it's like that's a bit weird then fucking 94 minutes later he swings in a ball that Harry Kane puts in the back of the net and wins the game and again if you watch the Conte cam he's just walking away everyone's celebrating he's just casually walking back to the like the halfway line that, that's one of those where it's like like the whole cool dudes don't look at explosions sort of thing that's what it felt like that's really really it's, what it's, it felt like it's like De Bruyne's celebrations like De Bruyne's celebrations are so minimal and when he does them it, it, it brings pain to my eyes like they're so bad he's so stiff when he does it <laughs> just a little fist pump a little stiff apart fist that, pump apart from that goal against Chelsea that time yeah to be fair that was uh, he was yeah. very gassed but yeah he doesn't really get too hyped up but um, yeah, the the game was not not ideal. I um, you know got the 90th minute penalty. Like like Lloris made a couple good saves, but he also made a massive error in that first goal. It us. was yeah, it was weird because he was showing why he's still world class in that game, but also showing the the, the massive yeah the frailties. It was really like he made some great that shot from Gundogan. That Gundogan. The full stretch save, exceptional. I thought I thought he'd fucked his shoulder again when he landed though. No, I wouldn't be surprised if he did because he'd stretched so fucking much. But I, I was kind of shouting at my telly saying, "Hope you fucking injured yourself, you French." You know, so I, I, honestly, <laughs> I was wishing so many bad things on him, and it, yeah, it just really wasn't good. And then we got the penalty. That that penalty was. Oh, that like that's such a good penalty. Like it, you it. clips it off the bar. Into, it was an exceptional penalty. Like, you, you weren't like, stopping no, it. No, no keeper is ever getting that. No, it was a br- brilliant penalty. And um, also, just gonna say, Harry Kane's first goal, like that's why he's worth 120, 150 million pounds. Oh, it's so good, man! That run, like that really slow run into the box, was and just... then just picks up the pace, breaks the line at the right moment, just catches Laporte out. It was, yeah, you're right. It, it, he started that move and finished it, and it's like that weird mix where he's a number nine and a number ten, 
and he's literally his own creative playmaker. Like, yeah, he, he's he starts literally... off the play yeah. and he finishes them. He should like, have had another. Do... He should have had a second goal earlier, where he basically shot straight at Ederson. Ederson made a good save. Don't get me wrong. That, no, that was a really good save from Ederson. But I still think that if you're Harry Kane, you're finishing that nine times out of ten. Like that. Yeah. That he's normally Definitely. finishing that. Yeah, I do also think, like like I said, the first goal is showed one of the issues with Edison. Like he, it's very common that he is really eager for coming out of his off his line. He's a bit impatient, very, isn't he? Very early, like obviously happened in the Champions League final. Yeah, like this happened. It's happened multiple times when when a player is through on goal, he's like very eager to close them down really early. Yeah, he's not and, willing to like kind of wait a wee minute. He always and I know there's always yeah, goes. There's, there's the whole thing going around at the minute of like, oh, the best time for keepers to leave their line is like when the players in the past the penalty spot. But I'm like, th- sometimes you have to leave the line earlier than that, definitely. But Edison yeah, is frequent. Edison is frequently so much earlier than that, and that's like one of the only issues with Edison that I have. Like, if I would say if we had Allison or some like Neuer in goal, like. Obviously, they're probably still. You're probably still scoring that, but it's probably a harder goal. Yeah, Ederson did make it a bit easy for him. He, yeah, he's always so like when a, when it's a one on one, you you expect the keeper to come out, but he's always like he's he's starting the one on one like like outside the box before you even yeah before Son even made it to the eighteen yard line yeah, and but to be to, also. Cancelo's goal was good. Like it was, yeah, like no, it was really a good. Brilliant goal. Cancelo also dropped off him. Like he didn't yeah. stick with him. So it, there were like a few errors in the play. There, there, there were errors for the goal, but it was just I think that it was such a coolly taken goal, like so casual considering Cancelo was like basically diving in front of him to try and stop it, and he just yeah. he basically passes it into the net through Cancelo's legs. I think it was very calm and like very it, like controlled finish. Yeah, sure. very controlled. That's what I'm looking for, especially for your first start for the team, you've only been on the pitch four minutes or whatever, and it's against Man City, and you so casually take a goal like that. Very promising. Yeah. No, it was very good. And um, Bentica as well was quite decent for you as well. Yeah, he he was kind of like, he was on the pitch, and he was just passively doing stuff the whole time. That I didn't think too much about it. Like, he was just above average the whole time which is all I want to be fair from any Spurs player at this point because we are always either really good or really bad he was nicely in the middle he just did everything he had to do and I was very happy with that he got weird like people Spurs fans right now just want to slate everybody and everything but I thought he played well I, I think I think the thing is like you've not you've not played that way against any other team really like I know, I know. It's you're playing against us. We're like one of one of, if not the best team in the Premier League, if not the world right now. And it, it's just like frustrating to see that whenever teams, especially if you're like vying for like the position in the top four or whatever, when they come to play against us, it's like, oh, we're just gonna like you played pretty much eleven men behind the ball as soon as we had it. Yeah. And it's just like frustrating to see, like even Brentford did it against us when I was at the game, and it's just and it's just like making little tactical fouls, and it's just like one of the best games. Like I didn't get to see the whole game, I didn't get to see the whole game live or whatever. But when I watched the Fulham game, and I've watched the highlights back for that, 
Fulham played their own game and it looked like such a good game. And there were so many City fans saying it was like one of the best games they've seen us play. But the problem is, Fulham lost that, what, 5-1? No, but they also didn't have... They also were in the situation where they don't have anything to lose, you know, it's the FA Cup. It's true, that is true. Don't get me wrong, I wish that that Spurs could go to the Etihad and be comfortable. And like just like want to play their game, but you are just so good. Also, at the same time, you won the game, so I don't think it really for you it doesn't really matter. But it doesn't matter. Frustrating to see. But it's surprisingly of all people to agree with. Graham Souness did say after the match that as a Spurs fan, great, you're happy that you've beat City, but you don't want to watch Spurs play like that every week. It's so boring. But you've not been playing like that every week. Though, no, have we you? haven't. But it's if that's what we have to do to be good, it's just so disheartening. Like I don't want us to be just this defensively rigid team who have two like passes into the opposition box and both those passes are goals. I want a little bit more excitement. Yeah, I mean you had you, know? you had seven touches inside our box for the first two goals. It was thirty. The U's had thirty-one passes into our box and we had two, and we obviously had two goals it was uh, it was just it was fun it's, it's like when but... you like when we were in your box you basically had a back line of six or seven people yeah yeah like, we... like you regularly had last year's golden boot winner back in your own 18 yard box for like yeah that... 60 70 percent of the game <laughs> it's really weird right because it's one of those things where like we really did just defend for our lives like i do think you like your defensive game was so good yeah like, like we played well amazing. yeah and we normally play really well against low blocks so it's just like a testament to how well you defended but like also if you're putting that many behind the ball like you should be able to defend against four people trying to get a goal we are uh, i think it helps that we have always kind of been clinical in the counter-attack as well anyway so that kind of system does work it's just like i said boring um one thing that it's like, it's we play like that, right? But we're, right now we are playing Burnley. We're fifty minutes in; it's nil nil, and I Burnley have just kind of dominated this game for me from what I've been watching. So I've not been fully paying attention. They've had more chances and done more shit. And it's one thing playing the low block and being really defensive against Man City because you're like, yeah, we're fucking fighting for our lives here. I do not want us to watch. I don't want to watch Spurs do that. Against the team that bombed the week, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not here for that. Also, a fun little fact: obviously, out of the four of the last five meetings of the city uh, in the league, we've won four of them. Also, in those four matches, we've had four different managers. Yeah, I, did I say? I don't know if I told you. I told, so my uh, girlfriend's part, uh, her sister and her partner were up, and he he is a um, Spurs fan. He was here, and I was talking to him about this that. Pep is the only manager since he has joined Manchester City to have lost to Tottenham Hotspur with Pochettino, Mourinho, Jose, Nuno, uh, obviously Jose, Nuno and and Thingy, uh, Conte as manager. He's the only manager to have lost to all four of them. Which is nuts. But it it shows that it's not even necessarily how Tottenham play. We are simply just your bogey team. But whatever... Uh, we we are in Pep's head. Like he's got an issue with us that, clearly because we that's just. That's why Harry Kane wants Pep. Not Harry Kane. Pep wants Harry Kane. Mm. I'm literally like. You're all over the place, man. I am. 
I think that it always really annoyed me when people were saying that Harry Kane like was like, oh, glad they didn't spend the money on him because it was clear that he didn't play well because of his mental state and the repercussions from summer. Like if he if he was playing for City right now, he would be X amount of goals, like fucking twenty goals up. But like it did feel like a bit of a statement him controlling that game basically. Whenever Spurs were on the ball, Harry Kane was at the center of what was happening, and when he scoring the winner against it, it was just it's quite nice. Quite enjoyed that. Oh, it was, definitely. I feel it probably felt like a vindicating moment for him. Yeah, definitely, because he's been getting slated so much, and he's probably up to about six or seven Premier League goals now. Obviously, it's not nearly as good as he can play, but we're in February. There's a good chance he's still going to end up with seventeen goals this season, eighteen goals, which is a great return. Like it's definitely. It's just that he had that rough start to the season. I was weird when we scored the winner. I didn't know how to react. Like I, when we were you worried it was another offside? Yeah, I thought Kulusevski was probably off or something. Then he was on, and I still didn't like. It was just really odd. Like when we scored the the winners against Leicester and Watford, I went mental. When we scored this, I was like, I, I felt really weird. I was like, I'm like I'm like hyped, but like, well, I I think I was just so just worn out from the game that I was just like done. Where I was like, I just can't yeah, it was like, like a... yeah. It was just like a nice fist pump in the air, a handshake with my brother, who's a City fan, and that was it. <laughs> I was like, okay, time for bed. Like, I just, I don't know. It just felt really weird. Because I think it was yeah. just like, um, oh, what, I don't know what the term is, but like, basically, just because we played really well now, I knew for a fact that like, that, that like means now nothing. you're playing Burnley and not. Yeah, it, it meant nothing, really. Like, it was great to get three points off the City, but we're going to probably lose against Burnley tonight. Like, they're going to score... Dwight McNeil's going to score a winner. So, I, I couldn't fully enjoy it because I just know that we are not good enough. And just because... It's really weird because just because we beat City, it doesn't really mean anything. Because we always beat City. So, obviously, I, I did feel a bit... Like, it was, it was nice, but, like, uh, the reality of Spurs just was looming over me. On the other end of it, Rangers... Rangers beat Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League 4-2 away from home. Oh my god. Oh my god. Obviously there's yeah. there's highlights of my reactions on the channel and I was going fucking mental. The, yeah, we're going to watch the second leg tomorrow. Yeah. But my god, man. We were great. Like we went there and we played like we were the Borussia Dortmund in that scenario. I was so so good Alfredo Morelos is third on the all time goal scorers for the Europa League now which is a crazy stat and I think Henrik Larsson is first obviously he did it well with Celtic but Morelos could could catch that wild yeah man like it includes qualifiers and people scoff at that but like qualifiers are still for the tournament as far as I'm concerned so even removing them he still has like like some like 20 goals in the main tournament so uh, he's he's done it on the top level now against Borussia Dortmund and obviously I could talk all day about how brilliant we were and how it was a literal masterclass and the only reason Dortmund scored was from two screamers but yeah. what it means for us in the summer, I think, is even more important. That obviously we're aiming to qualify for the Champions League via winning the league. 
if it doesn't happen it, it's not great for our financial situation because we need to go through the qualifiers for the Champions League and might not qualify blah 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 but what it does for our team uh, who realistically a lot of them are probably going to leave we're going to leave anyway playing like that on a stage as big as Borussia Dortmund and playing well just added a couple million at least to each of their transfer values which is brilliant for Rangers definitely definitely and do you think that Aaron Ramsey will look to stay beyond the summer? I think, he, yeah, I think he might. Because Juventus seem pretty ready to let him go, no matter what. And I think that he does kind of want to, because I think his contract is out soon. Like maybe, in, not this summer, but in a year's time. That The fact that he came to Rangers kind of says that he clearly wants to play football at least a little bit. Uh, the issue is that he is injured right now. It's what we expected to happen. He hasn't started a game in the league yet. He hasn't started a game in Europe yet. He has made an appearance though, hasn't he? He's made a, f- a couple of substitute appearances and he started against Annan Athletic in uh, the Scottish Cup. But has, it's the worries that we had, the fact that he's not even in the squad tomorrow because he's injured. What, what, what was he injured doing? He's barely played football, man. Yeah, and, training and, injury. Yeah, it just doesn't bode well for... And I'm worried that he ends up injured this whole loan spell after the hype, which was always a concern, to be fair. It was always a little bit worrying because we all knew his history. His history. <laughs> yeah. But it also disappoints me that he can't be on the pitch tomorrow to score the winner against Borussia Dortmund like I've been telling everybody he will. Um, it's fine. Alfred Morales is going to score a hat trick in front of Ibrox, and it's going to be one of the greatest nights in Rangers history. Like it's already Sakala on the triple assist. Oh, you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? What? Know who that makes me think of? Ryan Kent was exceptional. He was very good. He was so good. He was brilliant as an attacker, as a defender, as just a general footballer. Man, he he literally his work rate was unreal. He was he everywhere. Gives me, he gives me Ryan Fraser vibes. But good. Like, <laughs> Ryan Fraser's been good for Newcastle. No, he has. Since he has. has come in. Like, he's an absolute workhorse. Like, he just... They both run for days. Yeah, the, the, literally. But the issue is, Ryan Kent isn't always like that. He is a very inconsistent performer. But I actually think, before the Dortmund game and after it, he's been one of the few players that stayed at a high, high level. Which is what we need. And I'm hoping that going in tomorrow's game, that he is going to have that same kind of, like, oomph about him. Because we're going to need it. Dortmund have a point to prove. They are embarrassed. They are... They, they, the fact that they got beat by Rangers is embarrassing to them. They they will come to Ibrox with the sole intention to demolish us, which they can. They, they really can. They're a very, they very strong a, team. They played a very much second-string team as well. But still, it's still a team that had Jude Billingham, Marco Royce... Um, yeah. What I can't remember Zaguza or whatever like the defender like yeah. there, it was a good chunk of good starters not it wasn't a full on first 11 but it was a no, strong it was still a strong team that are helping to be second in the Bundesliga and we are struggling against Dundee United at Tanadice over the weekend and we managed to beat them 4-2 it was when we got the penalty it was a weird feeling, so I was like, holy shit, we're good. We actually, we've been gifted a way to go up 1-0. And 
And then what was it? Three <laughs> minutes later, two minutes later, we actually just scored. Second. Yeah. And then the fir- John Lundstrom's goal for the third one where he just Ryan Kent does all the work and just lays it off to him and he just fucking wellies it away from the keeper just covers in the back of the net I was like we're 3-0 up against Boots of Dortmund I couldn't like I didn't know what to do with myself when they scored I did get a bit worried as well because I was like Bellingham scored a banger yeah I was like here we go this is kind of what we expected and obviously we scored the fourth which for some reason got flagged as offside which is very bizarre because um, it wasn't anywhere near. No, it was a known goal as well. Like, uh, it was very, very odd. Um, and then Guerrero, he scored as a screamer as well. I was like, oh, this is worrying. Because if they scored a third, they, they could easily come into Ibrox and all they would need to do is score two. At least now, to beat us in open, like, 90 yeah, minutes, three. they need to score three. And if we score one, all we need to do is score one, and they need to score four. It with that kind of like feeling behind us, I really do believe that Morelos could score it. Like why? Why couldn't he? He's an unbelievable <laughs> footballer. But it's just written in the stars that they're supposed to be us, and the the fairy tale will end. But I, right, hear me out on this one. Right, this is a question I proposed to my dad. I'd like to know what you think about it. If Rangers beat Borussia Dortmund, do we become one of the favourites to win the Europa League? No. But Borussia Dortmund are one of the favourites to win the Europa League. Yeah. So. Well, that's like saying if Benfica beat Ajax, uh, Benfica, then one of the favourites to win. If Salzburg beat Bayern Munich. But does it give them momentum to like? Oh yeah, it definitely on. would give it definitely would give you momentum to build on, but I don't. I, I think I, I think the Champions League is maybe an unfair comparison though, because it is the Europa League we're talking about. Like, it's not like also it's still talking about what you have Barcelona, Napoli. Barcelona, Napoli. <laughs> I would say those three are probably the favourites. Is actually, I, I was very happy to see Ferran Torres crying on the weekend. Yeah, it was quite funny. Uh, he honestly, he's, uh, I've lost all respect for that. We traitor. Yep. Anyway. It's really funny because we drew Borussia Dortmund and I was like, oh God, this will be fun. They just spectacle-wise. But now I'm I'm, I'm scared we draw West Ham. I'm scared we beat Borussia Dortmund and draw West Ham. You know if you you draw West Ham, I'm going to try and go to both of those games. One with my girlfriend's dad and then one with you. I'm actually really scared about drawing West Ham because I think they'll hump us. I actually think they'll fucking destroy us. For Borussia Dortmund, I, mean, I, I, I actually said the whole time leading up to Borussia Dortmund, we could beat them, you know? Like, we could. And I was very confident the day of the game that we like, could beat them. But I feel time, like it's kind of a bit written in the stars as well. Like you said, with Giovanni von, Bron- von Bronckhorst, your manager, beating them last time you played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that age-old story as well of the Gio Reyna is named after him. Yeah. That... The commentators like to mention a shit ton before the game happened. Uh, it's it's scary now though because I know for a fact if we beat Borussia Dortmund, I'm actually going to be disappointed by whoever puts us out past that because I'm like we could beat Dortmund. Why couldn't we beat this team? Because Dortmund for me are one of the biggest teams on the planet. So I would actually say Dortmund were my favourites to win it when they got yeah a Porto in it as well, mate. Uh, no, we could beat Porto. I'm not scared of Porto. Without Luis Diaz, true. 
Leipzig. we've beat Porto. We've drawn with them at, in in Porto when they were like the year before quarterfinals of the Champions League. Like I know for a fact that Morelos could do a number against them and wind mm. up Pepe, the bastard. Yeah, but, but yeah, nah, man. I'll be Leipzig as well. Is, I is, mean, to be fair, at least one of Napoli and Barcelona are out tomorrow. One of them's gone. I'll be honest. I think the Rangers take on any of them, but West Ham. I'm scared of West Ham. I'm not scared of Napoli. I'm not scared of Porto. Like I'm not scared of Leipzig. I just feel Lazio. like I'm not even. I'm not. I'm literally not scared of any team but West Ham. Fair. Which is really weird. And I, the Bruce Dortmund's giving me confidence, but I think it's just because it's West Ham. Like I just, like they're just my nightmare draw and I know we're going to get them if we, we win tomorrow but like I said as well I'm just going to be no matter who we get and the chances are that we do lose it's just going to be disappointing to me because I know that we do have the quality to go on that, that fairy tale run to the final again like 2008 oh just I get so in my own head about it because I get so excited at the prospect of us doing well but then I remember we couldn't beat Dundee over the weekend and I was like well what's the fucking point well, you know, I, I think it'll be a exciting few matches for you, either way. Yeah, no, I'm really, really excited. I am really like, excited. I do, I do think you should win this leg, though. You should definitely be through to the next round. I'm going to be thinking about it at work all day tomorrow. Like I was last week. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like a five run you to win. I reckon that you good, good odds on that. Yeah, might do it. I actually think... See, this is my thing. Last week, I was so confident. I was like, we're going to do it. Like, all my texts, everybody was like, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah, win. Yeah, you messaged me. And I, I, I don't say you should put a bet on it. Yeah, you did. And I should have. Because I actually believed it. It wasn't like a like false confidence where I'm just saying it, hoping it happens. I actually genuinely believed it. And now we did win. I'm like, oh, fuck, we're going to lose. Like, we're going we're gonna to get put out tomorrow. Like, I have no confidence now. Even though we're at Ibrox. And it should be more in our favour. Well, you know, we'll, ju- we'll just have to see how it goes. Oh. Talking about things in favour of other things. <laughs> you think Liverpool run for the league? Yes. Two, no. two, two weeks ago, the league was done and dusted. City were winning the league. City's 12 points. And uh, if we look at the league now, I believe with the current scores of Liverpool beating Burnley, they are three points behind you. Uh, yeah. uh, Liverpool beating Leeds, games, sorry. So Leverone games now, right? Yeah. Even games, and they're three points behind you. Right. So what? What are the fixtures looking like for the two of us? They're beating Leeds three 0 currently. I mean, yeah, Salah scored Leeds. two penalties. Joe Matip scored. Um. So if we look at the fixtures. So we've got Everton next. They have West Ham. Then we've got Man United. They've got Brighton, which they struggled against earlier in the. They struggled. They lost to West Ham and they struggled to Brighton earlier in the season. So they could have some momentum knocked out there. We then have Crystal Palace. They have Arsenal. So if we're saying Liverpool are comfortably in top four, Arsenal definitely have something to prove top four there. Then we have Brighton. They have Man United. So really, we have Watford. We have, um, we have also. I don't know if you know this, but so when we play Liverpool on the tenth of April, 
Yeah. Depending on the draw of the Champions League, we could play Liverpool three days before that game, then that game, then mm, three days after. after I then, I think that. then I think there's an FA Cup fixture before or after those Champions League games as well. So we could play Liverpool four, four games in a row. Oh my God. Which obviously would be fucking lovely, like amazing to see, but you know, I'll, like there's going to be hamstrings gone. That's very Scottish Premiership. Like, there was a point where yeah. St. Johnston played Celtic like five times in three weeks. <laughs> it's like, what the... I, I am praying we don't draw Liverpool. If, they, like, if you draw them in the Champions big... League, you're right. Do you think? No doubt in my mind, they beat you in the Champions League. Yous have such a complex in the Champions League, and especially Pe- against Pe- Liverpool. Pep will play Fernandinho as an inverted false nine right wing back. Ederson will be up front. Yeah, Ederson, Ederson leading the line, Phil Foden in goal with Raheem Sterling as a centre back. That's what it feels like. When like that's what I genuinely feel like it would happen. It, yeah, you know he'd just do some wild. Sh- Pep would be like, "Oh yeah, fuck it, we'll play Zinchenko on left wing." <laughs> I do admit I, that wouldn't shock me one and bit. Jack Grealish is a holding midfielder, and this is why Liverpool are on for the league. I, I don't know why. I, like I was fully in the camp that the league was done and dusted. Yet here we are, talking about the league being well and truly on, and same with the relegation scrap. Well and truly on. I'm. I'm just saying we're going for five and six. That's all. That's what I'm saying for the league. Burnley have just scored in the seventieth minute. <laughs> oh, no comment. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to talk about the football that was on right now, but I just turned my head and saw Ben me rifling a header in. Ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth? Ben me is the Christian best Romero of... with shock and defend. Oh my god. See this is what I mean. This is why it's pointless. It's pointless being happy as a Spurs <laughs> fan. It's much like your girlfriend who will never be happy as a West Ham fan because inevitably you know it's going to end. Yeah, well you know what else is gonna end? Liverpool's title charge. I don't think so. Someone's gonna snap Mo Salah's Achilles and You know, I'd never wish harm on anybody, but... (laughs) Uh, Harry Kane Golden Boots looking good. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, no, man. There's just... It's obviously, it's still very much Man City's title to lose. Yous are 100% the better team. I'd just like us to do the triple, you know? Yeah. Like Like we're on for the quadruple last season, but, you know. Didn't happen, did we it? Made, didn't happen. Chelsea put an end to two of those hopes. Oh. Vibes. I hate Chelsea. <laughs> They're actually yeah, performing in the Champions League too. Oh, it's oh, nothing's looking I mean, good as a Spurs fan, man. I mean, they were their game was quite boring. It was very dull. I don't know why I watched. So, it. so was the Juventus one. I literally went to turn on Virgin to watch. The, I was playing on the Chelsea game, and I could see. Like on on the little thumbnail for the two channels, the Juventus were already leading, and I was turning on at like two minutes past eight, and I was like, "What? What? How does this happen?" And it was Vlahovic. It was a great goal, yeah. brilliantly taken goal. goal. Really well taken. It's the fact he took it so early. Like 
not many yeah. players would have the confidence to take it that they'd try and close down the keeper with one more touch probably it's just the angle he took the shot at as well like it was just it was just really weird that has to be one of the surely like the quickest goals on a Champions League debut ever oh definitely it probably is the quickest goal yeah like, it was like 32 sure. seconds or something like that yeah but then Villarreal came back and equalised and I honestly think Juventus are going out <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, possibly. I think it's a bit. It's one of those where do you focus on the league or Champions League? Because you're probably not going to win the Champions League. Villarreal aren't doing too hot in the league. As no, it stands. I, I, no. Um. I, anyway, d- shall we go back to Liverpool quickly? Yeah. So, your re- why? Why do you think Liverpool are winning the league? No, 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 no. I'm not saying they are winning the league. I'm saying they're on for the league. And okay. I, the, like, the, the fixture between you and them is massive. That's, that's going that's to be a the six pivotal point. moment. It's a, it is a six-pointer. It is. That's going to be pivotal in what happens. I understand it's still like a, a month and a half away, but mm-hmm. a lot can happen in that time. Points can be dropped and blah, blah, blah. But they're currently on an insane run of form. So are you. One of you has to slip. And historically it's Liverpool. But that doesn't mean it's going to be Liverpool. No, it doesn't. Which no. is entirely where I'm coming from. I'm not I still think City will win the league at the end of the day. But Liverpool the, the, have at least let your heels a wee bit where you're like, oh shit. This isn't as easy as we thought. Yeah, and I think what we saw last time well, the first time Liverpool won the Premier League is that they basically had to do it over two seasons. Yeah, they like, and they, there's there was no one that pushed. Yeah, and there was no one that pushed us that far the last season. Like we won the league so comfortably last season, and you know it does only take one injury for Liverpool to one of their key one of their players. If say Henderson gets an injury, Salah gets an injury, or one of their defenders like Trent gets an injury, I think he is a bit injured. But if he gets like a long term injury. You know, I think that really puts a stunt to Liverpool, whereas we do just have more depth. We like we essentially have two sides that could make it to the Champions League. So say is a weird one because it's not like like you have really like you you have extreme quality in your depth. But you we have such we a don't small have, squad. Yeah, we have like seventeen registered players. Like we don't have like four or five. 100 million pound players we have like seven sixties. yeah which is exactly what you need and Liverpool they have Gomez who is a bit shit in the back yeah, line like, I mean yeah I, I don't know I, I think we still win it like we have a really nice run of games after Liverpool in I know Wolves are playing really good at the minute so I, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy fixture but Wolves Watford Leeds Newcastle West Ham and then Aston Villa. Wolves are a bit of a bane in your existence as well. Except the yeah. damage already is now gone, so maybe and that, that video curse is done. Yeah, Bernardo Silva had to have to run his socks off last time we played him. I think he ran like 5k more than anyone else. Last That's time mental. Yeah. I think that we could see an ending similar to the one before they won it, the Liverpool won the league. And oh, yeah. the sense that it was down to the last day, but Hughes were always going to win it. Like, 
Liverpool will win the league for what? Approximately two minutes. And then Aguero scored against Brighton. And then suddenly they weren't winning it anymore. Then they were never winning it again. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think the, the allure of an, uh, a final day title challenge is going to be there. But you'd win it at the end anyway. I think so. I'd prefer that. I really don't mind City winning the league. I just really hate Liverpool. And I really hate Chelsea. So City winning the league was always my preferred option. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It, it makes me laugh that people like didn't mind Fergie's era of dominance but then have an issue when it's a different club it's like if you don't yeah it's like especially when it was Man City that you didn't care about 10 years ago or 15 years ago so it's like but but it was fine when it was Fergie doing it you know Uh, I mean I guess I can't really attest to it because I was a child during it all yep and I was a United fan because of Ronaldo when I was like 7 (laughs) <laughs> but I'm I'm sure people were bothered. Oh yeah, people it. definitely but, were. But yeah, yeah. No, the the city one though, it's a weird one because people get pissed off at city's dominance, but then also, like in these situations, I'm sure most people would still prefer City winning the league to Liverpool. Yeah, like I I'm I'm very exactly. confident in assuming that because. No one wants Liverpool to win the league. They're like, they're, no one wants Chelsea to win the league. Like, they're just City just get along, get along with, it, don't they? And you're just kind of like, it's all quite right. inoffensive team. You know, you just just, just play really quality football. That's it. Like, why why are you complaining? Very likable players. Yeah, Phil Foden, top lad, defending his mum. That what that was bizarre. I don't actually know what happened with that. I just simply saw like a screenshot of her, and I was like, "It was his brother someone. or his mate launching a fire extinguisher at someone for me." I, is that what happened? I don't... So, basically, to go over it quickly, he was at the Amicon and whoever he was fighting Brooks, I think it is boxing match. Yeah, they had, they obviously had like a box or something. There were a group of scousers, I think, like harassing, apparently harassing him like the whole night, like banging on the like door and like trying to get in and all that sort of stuff they'd gone out between either like I think they'd gone out to maybe get some drinks or something or maybe see if they could move to a different box so they weren't getting harassed and mm-hmm. these lads were just like following Bao shouting at um, his mum then because they were trying to get in and then one of the lads is shouting at them she's like at the doorway she pushes one of them this guy turns around punches her in the face fucking hell yeah like, if you're going to do anything, push her back. Don't punch her. But I know she she oh, shouldn't yeah. like have started it. But at the end of the day, if you're being harassed for like hours upon hours, like you're gonna there's yeah. gonna be something you know. And, you're gonna be round up. Yeah, you're gonna give at some point. And then his brother or his mate, I think it's his brother because it was like his whole family that there, comes out and just starts swinging. Then you see Phil at one point come and go to do something, and then he's like, then I think his sister or his girlfriend drags him away because she's like, no, don't, don't do that. Probably smart, yeah. He wouldn't get away with it. No, and then this lad with the one that like started the punching, like is like having taken like three guys on at once, and like doing all right for himself, and then. Like they get past this point, and then you just see him grab a fire extinguisher off the wall, <laughs> and you hear him like hit someone with it. Mm. Like you, you hear him swing it, and then you hear like a 
stud. I'm like, that's got to hurt. And then you just see him launch it at them. That's fucking. And you and it hits someone as well. So I'm like, ah, fair play. What a weird situation. Holy shit. Yeah. But like, I don't. I, people that are annoyed at them for the situation, I'm like, uh, I don't get it. Like you, like I know you shouldn't. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't go about like starting fights and that and like pushing people. But like also, like people are va- like should have their privacy. Yeah, definitely. Like, like just because you're a footballer doesn't mean that people have a right to come up to you, stick a phone in your face, or whatever. Yeah, that's always the. That layers loss for celebrities, isn't it? People always yeah, forget like, that they're human. So like I walked past Roy Keane on the street once, and I just like brief. I saw him, and I was like, said something to him briefly, and I just carried on walking because it's like he might have been off to do something in a rush. But I'm not yeah, going to exactly. be there. Like, oi, Roy, yeah, get a picture quick. No, it's like people have things to do. Like, I know it's a different situation. I'm not like constantly harassing Roy Keane or whatever, but. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, and I wouldn't want to constantly harass Roy Keane, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's no, like, you're right. You, like people, I don't know. It's, and it's also I, there's obviously a mix of alcohol. You're you're at a boxing match, whatever. Like emotions, and yeah, just is what it is, isn't it? Like, but you, it, yeah, like, if someone weird. punches your mum, like if someone punched my mum, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, the dead bit. Like yeah. you're going for them, aren't you? Yeah, that's really natural. And uh, the least smooth transition back uh, to football. Who do you think's winning the Champions League? Man City. Oh so yeah, I forgot. You, you actually have a dog in the fight. I forgot. Um, it's going to be an English team, though, isn't it? I. I, th- I think it's going to be Man City or Liverpool. I think. I don't I... think Real Madrid are on for it. They they weren't convincing to get out of the group. They apparently want Pochettino because of how the way in which Carlo Ancelotti got out of the group. PSG, I mean, we played very convincingly against them. They're not winning it. So, um, but it's just the disconnect between the front and the rear of that team. I buy Munich. Obviously, you can't discount them, but I feel like if then also they've had a few suspect games. Yeah, like it's not going to be Manchester United. It's not going to be. Atletico Madrid it's not going to be Juventus not going to be Lille not going to be Villarreal uh, Benfica Ajax in with a like slim Dude, shout of it I, but I Ajax think... is my team I think Ajax are doing it yeah I think Ajax, uh, Ajax go to the final really I, I think it's going to be a Man City either Man City Liverpool in the final provided we don't meet each other beforehand or Man City versus Ajax or Liverpool versus Ajax or maybe like Bayern Munich. I think the final is probably Man... I, like, I think it could be Man City-Chelsea. I like... It's, it's a wins? weird one. I think City this time. City would... Like, based on the past trend where, what was it, like uh, Liverpool lost the Champions League, then they won it. Tuchel yeah. lost the Champions League, then he won then it. He won it. Pebs lost the Champions League with City. It's time for them to win it. That's how it should go. But I, I think that Ajax are on another famous run. That I don't think there's a team like Tottenham that are also making a, a, a wild run to the semi-finals this year, which makes me think that Ajax could just, just, ca- just genuinely just work their way to a final and be in it. 
I don't know if... Yeah, I think if they're on, a, on the side where Liverpool and Man City aren't, there's a very high possibility of that. I would but be really, also... really interested to see Ajax play City or Liverpool, though. I think that would be a really exciting game because I, I don't see Ajax backing down from the fight. I think they would very much want but to play. You don't want, want to play. that in a Champions League final, do you? You want, you don't want, you don't want like what I said earlier. You don't want someone playing eleven men behind the ball, playing a low block. Like no, you you're want right. to yeah. see, you want to see the teams playing how they play, playing their game. I think Ajax like, are the perfect team for that. They just have so much confidence. Yeah, I think also the whole Liverpool Man City one. It's like clear, like you know how each team is going to play. They play each other regularly, so. I don't. Yeah. Think it, it, it is that would obviously be like the final. Well, really kind of mental, wouldn't it? I think it would probably settle the clock versus Pep debate, and yeah, could Klopp sink two Champions Leagues in what four years? Yeah, should be pretty decent run. Obviously, not Zidane level, but still two Champions League in four years would be fucking mental, man. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think Liverpool win it. I'm just not for the, the Liverpool hype in the Champions League this year. Uh, Chelsea, I, I think, I, maybe sneak it. City, I think, should win it, but probably won't because City always fall at the last hurdle in Europe, which is genuinely why my mind just tells me Ajax. I think yeah, it's Ajax. I, I can understand that. They're a strong team I, playing with complete confidence who won all six of their games in the group stage convincingly. Obviously, it was a, it was not like a, an easy group. It wasn't a hard group either. But they, well, to be fair, Borussia Dortmund was in there, and they they made Borussia Dortmund look like chumps. Um, so Rangers though. So I do we really know what level Dortmund are at? I just I I have a lot of confidence in uh, where Ten Hag can go in what is probably his last season with Ajax. I think it'll yeah, be I've... an all-out fight to the end. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because he looks probably destined to Manchester United. I'm assuming if yeah, not gonna lie, if you're Pochettino and someone says come to Manchester United or come to Real Madrid, one of which you'll get a lot more le- like freedom to decide the squad and money spent on you, and, and just a really Real- good squad. and you're managing Real Madrid, who are better rivals of a team you hate in Barcelona, as an Espanol yeah. player fan manager, like. Yeah, definitely. I'd hope yeah. he goes to Real Madrid for the sake of himself. I, I do find the whole Poch thing quite interesting because since leaving you, he's not been amazing, mate. Like, it's not been... He's not. He, there's he, not been much. He always looked good at Spurs because Spurs were, before him, famously kind of bad. And he raised our level and probably took us to the, the max level that we could go to with him and everyone was like wow he's great for what he did with Spurs blah blah he brought, us all, uh, brought Spurs all the way up performed really well they got to a Champions League final they got into like two finals with him or something like that like the cup final a couple of times or whatever um, but then he actually got the opportunity to be that big manager and it's he's winning the league to be fair he is winning league oh but definitely but it's not like smooth sailing is it I don't think I, no, and it's I not. know the, the thing is, like I've said this multiple times, that I think with that PSG side, there are just so many players that you can't not play. Yeah. So it's kind of, it is a hard job. I'm not saying it's not 
like just because you have Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria, Marquinhos, let's just the Verratti, fucking Donnarumma, like doesn't make it an easy job. You know, you need to still make them all work together, and that's clearly been an issue trying to make all of them pieces click because obviously Mbappe wants the ball, obviously Messi wants the ball, obviously Neymar wants the ball when he's not injured, obviously, like. And it's like, how how do you play them? Because when they played us in the Champions League, they just sat Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar on the halfway line, and then they had seven people defend. Well, what's interesting? They could lob all over the top. So, did you watch the Champions League game against Real Madrid? Um, I was watching R one, and then I had theirs on the yeah, microphone. Yeah, too bad. So, I would say that PSG looked really, really good. Like they did look yeah. really good, right? And I, I was down to Poch set it up perfectly, and he he brought on Neymar, and Neymar obviously assisted the goal, and, and Bappi's obviously just a wonderful player and created that himself. But Neymar also did a lot when, when he came on, and I feel like had they drawn that game or even lost it, when it would have been so undeserving, it Poch would have still got blamed for that. And I think that the big issue that he's maybe having is be real how many people are actually watching Lugan and how many people are watching PSG's games against Nantes probably yeah. not very many but it's easy to look at the results and go wow Poch is just a bad manager like they they do 1-0 or 1-1 sorry or someone scored like a late winner against them and it's obviously like yeah it's easy to look at that and be like wow Poch is failing but then when you watch the PSG Real Madrid game his PSG team are so strong and their possession is brilliant, but they're just they're just not finishing like the chances. They're not taking the opportunities. And Real Madrid almost made them pay for it a couple of times. So my whole thing is like obviously I don't watch PSG play very often because why would I? I, I think like most people, we watch PSG play in the Champions League. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't go out of my way to watch League and like Exactly. And that makes me wonder like how much are we just uh, like not just specifically us, but like general football public yeah like just just making assumptions based on looking at fixtures and like i, I do think that's a fair were. point and obviously i still think that poch has his frailties and psg is not the club for him but i don't yeah, think it's I nearly do, as bad as people are making it out to be i do think he is very much like a project manager he is and obviously coming into psg you're not it's not a project is it it's a superstar team yeah it's the chicago bulls it's you know it's like it's the Galacticos era of PSG like that's what this is and like at least going in if he went to Real Madrid you're going in you're basically having a new Galacticos era with the likes of Vinicius Junior there yes like it's such a new young project that's starting for them which would be perfect because in my head right Klopp was at Mainz and he, he did really well with them he went to Dortmund, and he did win things with Dortmund, to be fair to him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, got, and got to a Champions League final. And got to a Champions won, League won a, final. Won a, won a couple leagues, got to a Champions League final. So, this is it's not a perfect comparison, right? But, eventually it got to a point, right, where the, like, the Klopp-Dortmund mix got sour, and it went bad, and he basically restarted his whole thing and went to Liverpool, who, when he joined, were kind of shit. And he started the project, got into a Europa League final, and just tried to like build them up. And then eventually, it's happened. I'm I'm assuming that he will 
move to say Real Madrid and the same thing will happen he'll he'll be part of it like he'll take that project to the next level and that could be his team that's why I feel it's going to happen because by the end of the Dortmund era people were shitting on Klopp which was really weird because he was really good and people were like ah he's a bit shit and Liverpool taking him a lot of people were really happy and a lot of people were like this guy's shit because he had a bad couple of seasons or whatever which was fair but Poch is literally about to win Ligue 1 and he's already won the Coupe de France or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, yeah, did that last season, didn't it? Yeah, so it's like, he, obviously that's basically a Super Cup, but still, it has two trophies on his record, effectively. Yeah, still in the Champions League, and it could be in the quarterfinals come the, a couple of weeks. So, the, basically I'm just saying that I think he is going to be good, where he'll be even better. You think he'll come good? Yes. Wherever he goes, that will be his neck, that, that will be his legacy. Yes. Uh, Spurs yeah, have just definitely. lost uh, 1-0 to Burnley by the way so that's great <laughs> talking of Poch <laughs> well you know like you said earlier you didn't expect anything I fucking hate football well you know at least you beat Man City <laughs> yeah at least the Rangers beat Borussia Dortmund but we drew one with well, fucking Dundee United you're the only team to take 6 points off us so far this season yeah, I can't believe we did a double with you. A double against yeah. you. That's fucking mental. Quick, quick thing on manager talk. I don't know if you saw this. Hassan Hootel said he is going to retire after his contract is up at Southampton. He proposed that. I don't think he said he the 100% would, but he did propose it, yeah. Which oh, I thought he said he was going to. No, he said that that could... that. I feel Might like right option. now, I think that's what he's thinking. Um, what the fuck? Bizarre. Like, I didn't... I, I've never understood the Hassan Hugo thing and then we played our second game against them this season and I was like oh yeah okay I get it yeah is it I but he's like that is a yeah I really like, how yeah I re- you know I really, really good. yeah I know he's brought in some really good players as well like like I've I mean, I've said this in our football chat like England has such a pleasure of right backs but the likes of Tarek Lamptey and Carl Walker Peters will probably never get to put on an England shirt. Yeah, they are so good. Like they, the Spurs have spent money on Doherty, on Emerson Royale, and we had Carl Walker Peters. I know. Uh, people and say Chelsea that he wasn't up to the Lampton. level in that, but I don't. I, I don't agree. When did you sell him? This summer or last summer? Last summer, because we sold him and bought Hoybier. So it was like uh, 12, 12 million we got for him. Um, but it was basically like, it was basically we paid like some twenty million or something, twenty five million for Hoy Beer, but we got twelve million back for Kyle Walker Peters, so we really only spent like thirteen million or something on Hoy Beer, which was a pretty good deal at the time. Like no, like Kyle Walker Peters had something about him, but he he didn't look like he was ever going to be good enough for us. And then Hassan Hills made him great, so now I want to talk myself. Just just Spurs yeah. fan things in it <laughs> on Hassan Hill To be fair, just a quick one before we finish up. Uh, during the Man United Southampton game, a lot of talk was going on about how he could be the next United manager because of Ralph's there. They could link up and blah blah blah. They don't get on though. Exactly. This was this was the really weird thing that I was very confused why they kept pushing this narrative as if they were best pals. But like they literally fell out at Red Bull. Yeah, I think that they're but- like amicable now. But they're clearly never going to work with each other, and I'm almost certain that half the people, that, half the pundits that were saying this, were also also slate Hassan Hutel in into the trenches. 
like as if he is one of the worst managers ever because he got beat 9-0 twice which is bad don't get me wrong the thing is though but... like when, there's like a certain point in a match I think it's like 8 you go, when you're watching it if it's like 8-0 it's like you're like oh no that's just uh, that's just an anomaly that is not yeah it just, it's just also, it's mental it happened to him twice twice yeah also in the more recent one obviously they had a they had a player sent off with a red within like 30 seconds didn't they yeah 19 year old making his debut bet he's still at Southampton no he plays it in Sweden now <laughs> oh what a surprise can't remember St Gallens maybe or St yeah maybe off to the gulag for he you. made two appearances and then got sold it's only like 20. I felt so bad from at the time. I remember when uh, he got sent off and my, my flatmate at the time, he's a United fan, and the first goal went and then the second one went and we went, oh no. He was like, obviously it's fun for the spectacle, but God, it's dreadful to watch because you're just watching people be d- destroyed emotionally and mentally. It's horrible. It was so grim. But yeah, like, like there is a point, it's probably like seven or eight goals where you're like, oh, this is just like an off game like such an off game for the team like you know yeah. that that's not gonna happen every now and then but yeah I think is that us for the episode that is us alright well thank you everyone for listening all of our socials are linked down below but obviously Spotify all or nothing podcast if you're listening on YouTube that is obviously TikTok all or nothing football all or nothing pod all or nothing pod on TikTok, and then all nothing footy. Yeah. On on t- on Twitter. Uh, thank you everyone for listening, and bye. Bye bye.